I got to start here, okay, boys? And I know we got a lot to, to do here. We're, we're going to be at Yanks camp. Adam Jones will bring in some guests for us coming up in a little bit. Best day in FT history for me personally was on Saturday. We flew out to Oakland A's Fans Fest. Estimated 15, some even said 20,000 people that were running through a few of the streets that were shut down, and it was an all-out party. It's like going to a big-ass street fair, right? Like endless tents set up with food, with merch, local businesses, local teams. So quick shout-outs to, I know Last Dive Bar is active in the chat right now, Brian Johansson, who was an absolute superstar both there and for this whole setup process. Todd Saran, also of the Oakland 68s, Paul Bailey from LDB. But I was telling AJ about this. The attention to detail, Todd Father, out there was as good as I've ever seen for an event. I mean, they had the rally possum, like how they have the possum infestation. They had a dude dressed up as a possum. They had an impersonator of the Oakland A's president, who obviously has been lying to everyone for for years. I spoke on stage. We did a three and a half hour live stream with Grant Balfour, Trevor May, Coco Crisp. Go down the line, just tons of people. The mayor, right, who told us that she's had one conversation ever with John Fisher. One conversation. Todd Father, you like to get deals done. If you were trying to get a deal done, would you communicate with the other side or would you just, you know, send a note and send one of your puppets and say, (laughs) hey, here's how it's going to go down? Yeah, you, I mean, you want all types of communication. You don't want anybody to be left behind, at least in my opinion, where I would want things to be done the right way. It's nothing at all is being done the right way over there. I feel for them. I'm glad you got the mayor on. I thought that was really exciting. I mean, there was unbelievable interview by your part. I'll give you credit for that. And, you know, she was ready to rock, man. It was, uh, it was special. I, you don't see this many fan fests with this many people coming. I remember the Reds Reds used to have a, a fan fest. It used to be 20,000. And it was just like unbelievable. Where are all these people come from? And they come from all walks of life. And they're supporting Oakland. So I think that's the biggest thing. But, yeah, you want communication with everybody. You don't want any stone unturned. And you want to make sure that everybody is understanding what's going on, even if they won't like it. So you just got to make sure that's off your back because then you'll have to remember everything that you either lied about or didn't tell. So, yep, kudos to them. Yeah, and this wasn't run, obviously, or touched by the team, Kratz. This was just (laughs) fan groups saying, we're here. And they were spending money too, dude. Like, you go to most of the booths, they were sold out. They were like, oh, I wish I brought more inventory. They get up and dress. Like again, I've seen like twenty people. I want to. Oh, I want a. Uh, I want the actual out. rendering of the of the stadium to come true. The actual rendering that you had on the on the show that was drawn in crayon. That was my favorite. <laughs> oh, that was the Scott, Scott. Let me ask you this, Scott. Yeah. Yep. Was how how was the the beer? Was the beer all right? Was there enough beer for everybody? There was. They, they uh, I think by 4 o'clock-ish, they ran out, but they did um, end up getting, what, five, six sponsors out of the one yeah. group that had to drop because, let's be real, I mean, and John Fisher can come on the show anytime and, and dispute this, but they didn't want that group, Drake's, to be a part of the Fans mm-hmm. Fest. So as soon as yeah. that news came out, there were five other bars that were like, oh, we're all over this, you know? Good. So, That's great. It was cool. Just great to see the people. Listen, we've talked about on here how great the fans are that show up to these A's games. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this was a great just 
example of what they can do if they just put a good product out there and get behind people. I mean, I know people that flew in from all over the country to go to this thing as A's fans, and that's awesome. I, I feel like I, I feel like just the way this has been handled, people are just so tired of it. And that's what I mean, if you were a fan of the A's and they said, hey, we're leaving after this year, would you go to a game? No. Also, have you, that ballpark, well, they're trying – to prevent you from going inside, which is what's going to happen on opening day. They're going to have like 30,000, 40,000 people doing like the biggest tailgate outside of the and ballpark. nobody's going to go in? That's the plan. That's don't what they I still spoke. have to pay for parking? Maybe, but, and I'm sure John Fisher will hike that up. He'll probably be like $400 to enter the parking lot. But, that you know, Saturday was, they said, a post-pandemic record for the public transportation there too. They posted that in there. You know, the BART out oh, yeah. there. Yeah, record day for transportation. Really? Dude, they're <laughs> way to go, Oakland. If, if they have a good team and a good yep. venue, they'd be fine. We way know to, what's going way on. Way to go, here. Oakland A's fans. Way to go, people of Oakland. Way to go. Yeah. Last dive bar, especially for setting it up, making mm-hmm. it happen. Was it Oakland 68s, right? Yep. Those good are the for two. them. The Oakland Bs, the ballers, right? I saw the ballers are out there. And JT Snow on. So, yep. I mean, listen, great. It's awesome. And I'm happy. I wish there was a, I wish this would help solve something, but, you know. Still the same sad situation. Mayor said, if you give me 24 hours, if they had called at any time, if they if they had 24 hours to get a new ownership group, they already have multiple people in place. So all of the workings are there. You just need the dude to sell the team. So we'll all keep hoping and keep spreading the word because it's a freaking passionate, awesome group of people out there, group, thousands and thousands of people that show up for a day like that. So shout out to them. Let's charge the damn mount. Cody Bellinger is back with the Chicago Cubs. Three years, 80 million bucks. Our Chicago Cubs expert, AJ Perzinski, on the case. <laughs> How did he do? How did the Cubs do? <laughs> Listen, I love this. We've been talking about this since the beginning. There was no other place that fit him as well as the Chicago Cubs. He knows it. He played there last year. He's comfortable. They know him. They know what they're going to get. And I love this contract, not only for Bellinger, but for the Cubs. If he has a great year, he's like, yep, see you, boys. I'm out again. I'll play it again, and then if the Cubs – if he doesn't have a great year, he doesn't opt out, he stays in the Cubs, hopefully you get another year. But I thought this was a great, you know, pillow contract, whatever you want to call it. Parachute, bridge, they call it. Bridge contract, whatever the heck you want to call it, right? But three years, $80 million if he stays, I love – you know what else it does? And I know – I think Ken Rosenthal talked about this on, on Fair Territory. It also sets an example for these other three guys we're showing right now, the, the other Boris clients. You can do this. Like, how does, how does Texas not go to Montgomery and say, hey, guess what? We'll give you the same deal Bellinger just got. Like, I'd be, if I'm Jordan Montgomery, I'm like, that's not a bad idea. I mean, but I it's still less than what many people but, thought it was going to turn out to be. True. Did you see some of the projections? Tim Britton from the Athletics, six one sixty two. Bowden seven one eighty one. MLB trade rumors twelve two sixty four. Fangraph six one fifty. Now this was four months ago. But the total money the market's there. not there, though. So for what the market is, I feel like this is a good deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, again, we've talked about this a million times. The market is what the market dictates your worth. So you can, you know, MLB trade rumors could say Cody Bellinger's getting 12 years. But if someone's only offering him 380, you better jump on that shit. And he did. And then mm-hmm. the opt-outs are great. So, I mean, 30, 30, and 20, I guarantee you, if he has, two, if he has a good year, he'll stay. If he has a two, second good year, he ain't staying for the 20. So it's basically two years 60. Yep. I mean, unless he has two bad years. So and, I love this contract for the Cubs and get out of it too. And I, I think honestly, if this is the way it's going for, and these other guys that haven't signed, 
this puts a whole different group of teams back involved if this is the way it's going because it's not just Montgomery go to Texas for this amount of money. Now it's like, all right, if this is the case, Yankees might be back involved. Orioles, just to name a few teams, like the money's a lot less than what everybody's thinking now, which is a shame because these guys are worth a lot more. Don't get me wrong. But if that's the case now, talking about that bridge, that a whole heap load of teams are going to jump on board if that's the case. And then you'll have a bidding war a little bit. The problem is, as we talked about, Todd, though, the Yankees, because of the uh, collective bargaining tax, the, C the CTB, hmm. they or CBT, sorry. CBT. Yeah, I always want to call it the CBD. CBD, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the the problem is, is that if they sign a Snell, they're over it. Like, say they sign him to a one-year 40. It's really, what, 80? What did we come up with? It's $80 million contract? Because they're over at 100% or Yes, 110%. which is why some people have been getting on the Mets, and I haven't looked deep into their finances, but I think they have the same situation. Same situation. Some people are like, so that's the why Mets? It, I'm like, But, I mean, if I'm the Giants, are you? if Blake Snell is willing to take this kind of a deal, Huh, why is he not signed yet? I mean, if you're the Giants, heck, if the Dodgers don't care, why would they not sign him? Oh, yeah. Blake Snow, you're willing to take a three-year deal with opt-outs? We'll give you that. Here you go, buddy. Opt your ass out after the first year. We'll go find someone else next year. I don't know. I mean, I think this is, like Todd said, this opens up a lot more. Like the Tampa Bay Rays could even go in. I mean, Blake Snow's mm. probably not going back there. But go, mm -hmm. hey, we'll give you we'll mm. give you this contract. 30-something a year. They tried it with Freddie okay. Freeman. Yeah. They'd do 30. They would definitely do 30. I think know? the Yanks will give them 35. <laughs> Which is, again, that's 70, though. That's a $70 million contract for one year. And that, and that's why I say all of a sudden the Yankees make the call like, hey, Blake, to his agent, and say, listen, where are we at? Oh, man, this team just gave me, you know, three years, 90. All right, let's make it three years, 95. Like, that's what teams will do. And then all of a sudden the numbers will go up. Will they go up significantly? Probably not, but there'll be an opportunity to get somebody for cheap right now, which is, I, I just find it ridiculous. It stinks for the player, you know, at the end of the day. And people would be like, yo, dude, they're making millions and millions. But this changes everything for the next guy coming up and the next guy after that. So that's why it's, it's a tough part, baseball right now. It's late in spring training. You got to get deals done sooner. Let's go to Yanks camp, see if we got Mr. Jones. Adam? How we doing? I am live. At, hey, I'm good. good. It's good. It's going technical difficulties, but great. <laughs> you sound great. All right. So before we get to all the Yank stuff and hopefully get some friends next to you so that chair is nice and full of Yankee love, your thoughts on the Cody Bellinger deal with the Chicago Cubs? Because th the one thing I haven't brought up yet specifically is online, everyone wants to say, like, who wins and who loses. They're like, oh, they got you, Boris. Like, you know, you, you lost this one because he didn't sign a long-term deal, but obviously the dude's making 30 a year for one or two years, and if he crushes it, he can go back to the market. So what did you think? I think that by this short deal, everyone was in on it. A lot of teams could have been in on this if it's a one- or two-year deal. It's opt-out every year, so I think a lot of teams had this the money to do it. And so the next thing is, I think that now is with Snell, Montgomery, and Chapman, it's going to bring everything down. And these short deals that have a lot of AAV is going to be the next thing. So higher average annual value for these guys to potentially go back to the market. My thing, Kratz, is have you seen the free agent list for next year? It's a pretty strong list at the moment. I know there could be some extensions, but 
some people are like, oh, well, the market will be better next year. How do we know that the market's going to be better? I think there are some bigger market teams that are deciding that they're not going to ball out anymore. And I don't know if that's going to change in the near future. I think this would be an opportunity for the maybe middle tier markets to start coming up to where the higher market teams are. Look at the Phillies. The Phillies have kind of they haven't maxed out, but they've they've paid what they've wanted to pay. But they still had Yamamoto. They gave him an, an offer that was higher than what the Dodgers even offered him. That what he ever, what he got from the Dodgers. So teams are still going to pay, and the whole. The whole like, oh well, you know, if they if they sign Blake Snell for forty million for one year, it's actually eighty million. Okay, well, I mean that you're you're putting that directly on Blake Snell. You could say, well, now Judge's contract is thirty six a year. Well, he's seventy two a million, and Snell's only forty million. Like, I think you're sitting there going, do they want to pay this tax? That's going to end up going to the lower market teams who aren't paying anything. I don't think so. And I think I think it's a great – I think the whole idea of waiting for Burns and Freed next year as far as starting pitching to me is a greater upside than what's left on the starting market right now. By the way, I think this is going to be the new trend. I think we're going to see this more in these some of these free agents that are especially the younger ones. I think because this allows more teams to get in. Like like Fraze said, this allows some of the medium market, smaller market teams to jump in on some of these dudes. This is what they want, but this is not what the players want. I, I understand, but if this is what, the way you can get thirty or forty million a year for two years, rather no, okay, so did. Cody Bellinger ain't getting ten for three hundred, right? Yeah, but Cody Bellinger can't get ten for three hundred. He got three for eighty, thirty, thirty, twenty. Shit, that's still pretty good. And yeah, he but can opt out. I know, but event you want these guys want deals like. Last year, Bogarts, the, Trey Turner, double-digit years, you're getting a $300 million. I mean, this is a huge difference in terms of what you're committing long-term. It takes a lot of the risk out for teams. What's up, Ty? Scott, let me, let me make this point, too, as well. I'm, try, I'm just drawing a blank. The guy from the Brewers that just signed, and he didn't even play any major league time yet. Oh, Churio, right, the, the prospect. Now, now, think about this. When these opportunities come, these young guys coming up, and they see how these markets are going like shoot in six years it's tough let me sign this deal right now i mean you could see that happening more often i mean is that a stretch not really you know because no. how these markets are going i mean call me crazy but if i'm a young guy and i see like oh man if i do take off there's still an opportunity not to make as much as i'm supposed to let me sign this deal for 10 years you know 100 million dollars or whatever it is you know you've seen it before i mean ronald acuna did the same thing kind of so it's like well, do you take this or do you do you wait it out and take a chance? I, I, I don't know. Look at Bobby Witt Jr. I mean, he just got almost yeah. 300 million guaranteed. He's been yeah. in the league for five minutes. I mean, he's a superstar. He's the face of the Royals already. But Jonesy, I mean, this is a guy who I think was concerned about the long-term status of the Royals and if they're going to be competitive. But at the same time, I mean, how do you turn that down, right? Almost 300 million. Uh, we'll figure out the long-term plan, you know, <laughs> but, but he's going to go to a new ballpark. Also, he's going to be the face of that franchise for a very, very long time. So I think, I think it was a good deal. And you see what the Royals did this whole entire offseason by signing five or six guys to really solid contracts, honestly. So I think they're going to be competitive this year. Again, they're in the central. So the central is not the East or the West. So I think they can be very competitive in that division. 
I know it's totally different situations, but I just looked up Bellinger and Wade had the same exact baseball reference war this year. Bellinger had him a little bit on on the bat, and I'm sure Witt has him a little bit on the defense and some, the base running. But, but Cody Bellinger, if you believe what you saw but this I'll, past I'll season, Witt also got opt outs in his deal. He did. Later. So he also, yeah, but he and also backloaded. But yeah, but he got a bunch of money early. He's only in his, you know, he's still not even arm eligible. Right. So he got opt outs. You know, where I think is when he hits free agency, he can opt out. So I mean, he, yeah, it's great. He got, but he jumped the money early. Like I, I'm all for Jonesy and and Kratz and, and Todd. Like get your first one, especially like if you're Jackson Churio, you're Bobby Witt. You're 22 years old, I think he is. 23, Bobby Witt is 22, whatever, however old he is. Yeah, he's 22, I think. Right? I'll, I'll dude, and they're offering you 12 years, 270. Yep. And you get friggin' seven years until you get your opt out, and in that time you get 100 million. Like take it, and then dude, if you don't want to stay, you opt out and you go somewhere else. But I mean this. Even Jackson Churio with what he signed, like, listen, cool. Like, he got $100 million in the bank. No one ever take that away from you. Jump on it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a little bit older, hell, even more of a reason to take that. Because when you hit free agency, teams are going to be like, you're too old. Because now 29 is like hey, the drop. That. When I was going through my long-term deal with the Baltimore, um, I was talking to Mark McLemore, and he said, hey, don't you can't turn down your first fortune. No matter how you do it, you can't turn down your first fortune. And – that's what these guys are doing now. They're cashing in. They're they're able to play more relaxed. Also, like once I signed that contract, I don't think I ever was stressed about an zero for three ever again. Ever again. Uh, but it just it, it, it just a comfort for your family, for everybody around you. And you know, again, sometimes they people say you're leaving money on the table. What if you don't never make that money on the back end if you get hurt or anything like that? We all know mm-hmm. how these careers handle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next burning question. Because we, we covered the team side and the contract side with the Cubs. What inning are they in with their current offseason? Kratz, you want to start? Because I bring this up since Jed Hoyer, what, a month or so ago, said that they were only about halfway through the game, right? It was like the fifth inning in their offseason. Did they just close out their offseason? Or are we like in the eighth and they might be able to sneak a pitcher in there too? Because... The Cubs didn't really go crazy this offseason. I mean, they brought back the dude that was their best player, okay? They would have been worse if they didn't have him. I know they're super excited about some of their prospects that are coming up, but, you know, we don't know what Imanaga is going to look like. They got Bush to help the infield and uh, Michael Bush and Hector Neris. But are the Cubs like a heavy front runner in the NL Central? I don't think so yet. Stroman was dominant for them in the first half of last year. He's gone. Stroman carried him. Tyone carried him in the first half. And I think Tyone's going to be no, okay. Tyone's second half. Tyone's second half carried him, picked yeah. up for Stroman. And Steele, you know, can he duplicate what he did? He's going to have to. And in my opinion, you asked what inning they're in. They were just in the eighth inning. They were losing 5-1, to one and they hit a solo homer. So now it's 5-2. They have a little bit of time left. I don't see it happening. Agreed. I would agree with them. Uh, you can never count any team out. You can't say their innings are over with because there's still plenty of people to, to get on the free agent market. So I would say it's bottom of the eighth here. So time to get going. Bottom of the eighth. What inning you got? It's it's getting late now. Yeah, I'm thinking it's around where Todd said. It's, you know, it's getting late. As we, Wayne Hathaway, the old Twins clubhouse guy, say, it's getting late, big fella. 
Can they get Montgomery? <laughs> they can get whoever the fuck they want. They got enough money. Will they? That's the question. Will they? I don't know. Where's he going? Well, I did see Evan Grant. Our friend Evan Grant tweeted out that this now opens it up for Montgomery to come back to the Rangers. Which is where he wants. Which is kind of where I feel like everybody feels like he wants to be. But I don't know. Why can't the Red Sox do this? Why can't – dude, again, why can't Tampa Bay do this? Wopped out. You don't like it here? See They're ya. not doing it, though. I'm but, sorry. But I'm saying, why can't they? They can. Of course they this can. This opens it up for the Royals. This opens it up for every team. Cardinal, why can't the Cardinals go to Montgomery and say, we'll give you this? He liked it there. Dude, most of the teams you're bringing up are not dropping 30-something million dollars on February 26th. They're just not. I'm sorry. That's not how this game works. I don't know. Dude, that's not what's happening. I'm telling okay. you. I know. I'm just saying the it Cubs opens can, it up for The Giants work. can. The Yankees can. The Royals are done okay. for the offseason. The Mariners could. The Rays are done. The Mariners are broke. I've said that all offseason. Braves long. could do it. Braves could, but they're done. Marlins could do it. They got money. Oakland. Marlins, you're a joke. No Oakland's not doing it. We know that. Everybody. <laughs> Oakland just made a ton of money Phillies at their fans fest. Oh, wait, that wasn't them. Phillies could do it. <laughs> uh, Phillies are a sneaky option. Mets, That's a team Mets that makes sense. Mets could possibly do it, but although the Mets are building towards next year, they said, right? And I think they have the double tax action, too, which oh. is tough. Blue Jays? Why can't the Blue Jays do this? That's a great call. What's up in Blue Philly? Blue Jays are going to get Travis. That's a good one. If the Blue Jays were in on supposedly in on Shohei and Yamamoto, they got the money. You got a whole country. So they, <laughs> they I think they can do it. They had the Angels. money for Otani. Angels but also too. It always they always spend money. It just depends. But they said they're cutting their, their payroll because yeah. they did so well the last couple of years. You just gotta catch Artie on a good day when he wakes up. Toronto just has to ask their teachers union first if they can spend some money. <laughs> What's up with Philly, Crash? Is Philly going to sneak in? I don't think so. I don't no. think so. Not unless one of these guys goes goes one year, you know. And I think if they were going to sneak in with a one year, it would be a Snell. But again, this is this is the time that I said if the Wheeler deal doesn't get done, you know, they they only they know where those talks are. If that doesn't get done and they're far apart in talks, I could see like a. Like a little three-year bridge contract with a one-year out for thirty-five million with Blake Snell. Golly, that rotation would be obnoxious. There'd just be punch-outs galore. I'll take the over on punch-outs. Hey, and how about my, Kenta Maeda's out? Why not the Mets jump in on one of these guys? I mean, it's Ooh. not too far-fetched. Singa, right? Singa, sorry, Kodai. I, 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 I'm thinking of somebody else. Kodai, Dude, Kodai's yeah. out until at least May, it looks like, when I was doing the math with the weeks. You saw that, how he's getting mm-hmm. shut down. Probably but, June. Listen, they, they say, June, they say May, but pump the brakes as we talk about. Those, them shoulder injuries are no joke, as everybody knows. I think about Corey Kluber all the time, man. Listen, he still fought it out, but he wasn't exactly the same. So we'll see. We don't know the full extent of the injury, but why not the Mets jump on one of these guys? That'd be Double tax, move. dude. Yeah, Double I know, but yeah, it hasn't stopped. Problem it hasn't stopped them yet, though. So, no, that's true. But they pumped the brakes this offseason, I guess, because well, they're, they're plus at next they're still offseason. playing Verlander and Scherzer. Right, that's, that's a true. big thing. They're also paying those two guys a lot of money to pitch for other teams, so, and that still counts against your tax number. Yes, so that's the other thing is mm-hmm. they gave up. They they paid a bunch of money to the teams that, to get a better prospect back for those two trades, but they're still paying like I think twenty million maybe on each of them. Something like that. So I mean, um, you take that forty million away. 
Mets are in a better three spot. Players. I mean, that's yeah, pot for sure. I mean, at least maybe two of the big boys you could get on, the, on that forty million. But the problem that the Yankees have, I'm I'm assuming, is the same problem the Mets have. Is that if you say give Blake Snell thirty five million dollars, it, it counts as seventy million dollars this season because they're at the okay. highest tax bracket. No, am I wrong, Kratz? No, no, you're one hundred percent right. But I think the Mets the Mets are out until Corbin Burns, Juan Soto, and Max Fried get on the market. They're they're like I said, like I asked uh, Brandon Gomes the other day, they're tanking. Mets tanking this year. They're still going to be a 500 team, but you know, right around 500, give or take a few. Ooh, but ooh. but their next year is going to be their Dodgers season. What the Dodgers did, they're they're prepping for a max one Max Freed or Burns, and they're going to do what they can to get Soto. Did did they already try that though? Try what? Oh. The, that that deal with Scherzer, Verlander, that was Nemo, bridge, that, that, that was the bridge. Until, that was the bridge until they made their farm system a little bit stronger. Until they got Acuna in the trade. Until they got but that wasn't uh, their plan. That wasn't their plan. Was to win, and they fell apart. Uh, so that you see, know, I would disagree. If you don't go sign Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, Kodai Senga um, without thinking you're going to win, but it didn't work, they, so they bailed quick. No, I understand that. But and so that's what so I'm saying. They already it tried the, this. They already tried to buy the championship by doing this. Mm-hmm. But they Plus. were trying to bridge that. The way it was explained to me by a GM was teams. The Dodgers did it. Think back when the Dodgers, Andrew Freeman, first got there. The Dodgers built a team based on cash as they built up the system. Now, it was successful when they had that team built up when they bought all those guys. And then their system started feeding it. It's like a four-year, a four-year plan. So they were hoping. I mean, think about it. Verlander and Scherzer. They didn't give them ten-year, seven-year deals. They were up there in age. They were going to bridge them till the point where they would build their farm system up, and then their farm system is going to get supplemented with the other guys that they've already extended for a longer term, like a Nimo, like. You know, Marte was part of that four-year, three- to four-year window. Yes, they wanted to win. I'm not saying they didn't want to win. But now, next year is when it starts kicking in. Props to the Cubs, because if they didn't bring Ballinger back, I think they were going to be in trouble. I mean... I like this move. Again, it was the the right place. Yeah. Well, nobody else was that seriously involved. We never heard that, and I haven't heard since. Like, oh... We haven't heard one thing about Chapman. We've heard no. the Yankees are Snell. Yeah. We haven't really heard anything about Monty other than the Rangers. Yep. But they're saying they're out. So those, those JD Martinez said he got an offer, remember? San Francisco. But then he, he then he was like, wait a minute, I don't really think I got an offer. Um which I thought was kind of funny. What do you mean? Didn't you see the tweet he sent back? He he retweeted at him. Someone wrote out that the JD said something? JD said something about no. they put an no. offer. I thought either JD or his agent said, wait a minute, if an, am I, I thought I was saw that. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't hear that. All I saw was he. He had a counter offer, and the team said the team said no, and he said he didn't want to go there. Yeah, exactly. Right. The Giants made an offer. He he made a counter offer, and they they said no, so they signed Solaire. Yeah, and then he said, "I don't want." Then they said he didn't want to go there, even though he's like, "I would have gone there." Well, right, right, right. There was a report that the Giants wanted him and sent an offer, and he said no. And that the report said he didn't want to go to San Francisco. Then there that was disputed, 
by Alex Pavlovich, who covers the team on yeah. a daily basis, and said, basically, that's not true. He said he would have gone there, but he countered with more money, and they said no. Yeah. So, But they got Solaire. They're fine. They're, they need to move on to either Chapman or a pitcher. Agreed. The Giants. Right? The Cubs will get Jamie right, Martinez. Well, that's my that's my guess. Wow. Ooh. Okay. Who? Cubs. Really? Just my guess. Got to bolster their offense. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Let's get to some spring training news. Shohei Otani is debuting tomorrow. Ooh. First time, Godfather in the see-through. Oh, yeah. Dodger uniform. I'm excited. Who else? Raise your hand if you're excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. And he Ew, can just focus on hitting this year. AJ. Like yeah. But you're going to get one of them in the training game? I'm going to get to see him. And I, I get a, I'm the one that gets excited about spring training games, but I'm going to get to see him in real time bat 600 times because he's never going to have to take time off for pitching. March 28th is when I'll be excited when he places, faces Sonny Gray and the St. Louis Cardinals on opening day. 20th. Why? 20th. Nope. What about the 20th? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Korea I forgot about Korea. I'll get to see him in Korea yeah. first. It's going to be great. Are you going? Oh, you're going to see him live. Yeah. We'll be there. Korea is going to be Yamamoto, Glass now. Wow. Hopefully Musgrove and Darvish. Uh, it's going to be It's going to be awesome. That's going to be insane. Cool. These are the things, the cool things of working with the league. You know, you get to go on cool trips like that. You know, you're bad. <laughs> a little humble brag right there. I love that. Mid jet right there. I mean, I mean, at five a.m. or whatever time they kick off those games, that's going to be. They're like two a.m. in Dodgerland or something crazy. Yeah. Like I get it. I get it for the. But gosh, it couldn't have been a better time. We could have done them. But it's for. South Korea. It's right. whatever fits their time slot, mm. not ours. South Korea yeah, it'll be seven. It's right 12 hours. Two so games out there. The East Coast, you guys will be good. Wake up to baseball. Yes. yes. Yeah, the problem is where does San Diego and L.A. Wake up for baseball. They're three hours behind us. So, right. That's so you they're going to stay until 3 a.m.? No, you, you watch to. the games at 2, right? And then you watch until 5. And then Oof. you go to bed. Mm. I mean, okay. <laughs> it's, a it's no big deal. Uh, Scott yeah. says it like it's – that's just his daily yeah, life. Scott does, Scott does <laughs> it on a, a daily basis. I mean, come on. Uh, or, or West two, Coast, man. Right, get back to the East Coast, baby, the Beast Coast. Come on now. It's two nights in your life. Two nights in your life. Hey, cut it out, come Adam. On. Don't be saying that shit. Padres fans are going to be all over that. And, and the Padres. Oh, shit. All right, let's, let's get to Soto. So did you guys see Juan Soto's first game as a New York Yankee? And, again, I know it's spring training, but – it's still better to have success. And also, you know he had goosebumps putting on that uniform for the first time to play in a game, even though it wasn't a regular season game, Adam. I was talking to Brad Ausmus earlier, and he said that he hit the ball and knew it was out. That's oppo. Like, Ausmus has been around some of the best players in the history of this game. And he said the, the sound that that made was just special. So, I think he's going to thrive in these pinstripes. I think that they're going to be a tough lineup. I was looking at their lineup today, It's and Judge is not in it, and it's still a tough lineup to navigate. So uh, best of luck to the ALE's pitchers because it's going to be a tough not lineup to navigate this year for the Yankees. Yeah, listen. Todd, father? You, yeah, you want to put your best foot forward. <laughs> you think about it. Like the first game, 
you're going oppo tanks and hitting it opposite field 399 in yankee stadium like that pretty easy pop oh my goodness coming out with a knock getting on base. well the first the first at bat made everybody nervous you saw this first at bat he, he like twisted his knee but it was a productive at bat runner on second got the guy over judge hit a single to get him in you're gonna see a lot of that this year um it's exciting to see Let's, you know, I, hopefully he's slow. You, know, you don't want him to slow down, but you don't want him to waste all his bullets here. But, yes, he is a specimen. He's a guy that guys are looking up to. You see how they're having fun in the clubhouse, doing ping pong tournaments. And um, it, it's weird. You put on that uniform, things change, man. It, it, it's, it's hard to explain to people and understand, but it's, it's, something, it's something really special. I mean, Cratch, you can, you can say something about it too as well. This is just – it's going to be a great hitting lineup, man, and it's going to be next guy after next guy. Who's going to step up after the two and three guiders, two and three batters go? That's Judge and Soto. Is Rizzo going to step up? Stanton, um, you know, you got some guys that need to come through in the clutch. Stay healthy. That's it. Stay healthy. The boys need to be out there 150-plus games for the season. Spreading rumors time. So – Bob Nightingale put out a report about the New York Yankees' pursuit of Dylan Cease. Yes, Dylan Cease is still on the White Sox. He basically said that the Yankees would prefer to trade for Cease versus signing Blake Snell. He didn't elaborate, but I can tell you, I mean, there's a massive financial difference between those two players. Here's the catch. They're unwilling to deal outfield prospect Spencer Jones, who the White Sox are said to be, quote, insisting on. Was that before or after he had a 470-foot tank this weekend? <laughs> you see that? That was cranked. The ball was Is flying. He the next judge? He's the size of judge. He's faster too, dude. He, I think he stole like 47 six, six. bags last year. 6'6? Six, six? Yeah. Dude, I think the wind had to be just going out. Because it, I mean it was flying the scores. Out. Yeah. The, 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 the Grapefruit League doesn't normally have the Cactus League scores. And this weekend, there was a lot of 10 spots put up on by, by both teams. It wasn't like it wasn't like it was like 20 to four. It was like 22 to 14. It was like football scores. I mean, it was it was a, it was an offensive weekend. It was one of those weekends you look up. I know the wind was howling, but man, you were hoping it was out. But this ball, this is oh, here we this go. ball smush. Hmm. It's gonna be tough to see. Well, that was where did it clear? Where where was that? That was in Detroit, Lakeland. That's that's, that's a shot. Yeah. Based on the video that, that I watched, it it zoomed in. It looked like oh, it see? went on yeah, not onto the roof. Flag. It looked like it went onto that deck out in right center out there, where all those people are standing by the Miller Light sign there. Woof. The by the way, you got a better home immediately. <laughs> what? The catcher asked for the ball immediately. As soon as yeah, the ball I saw the same thing. Let me get that. <laughs> Before he stepped up. Before you even get the first base, he's just sitting there like, nah, I got it. By the way, what was a better home run, that one or the Rays guy where the uh, guy Scorpion kicked the ball to the right, to the right field and the guy got inside the oh, park? Yeah. The ball barely got past second base. The dude dove and he kicked it and it went. Do you know who got charged with the error? No, it was no errors. Nobody. Exactly. That was my joke. Nobody. Yeah. How is that not an error? How can it be what, an error? What's not an error? How could it? I, well, what about an error on the dude that literally kicked it into the well, center field? He didn't mean field? to. So I didn't mean to drop a pop up if I'm Luis Castillo in the subway series, but error. I dropped it. 
Dude, don't be I don't know. That guy guy's going to call it home goes, Mom, Dad, I hit a homer. How far did it go, a homer. son? 142 feet? He was rolling around the bases, too. Feet killed, next, right? Yeah. Next time you watch the video, watch as everybody's running after the ball. Look at the numbers. That is a manager and any veteran's nightmare. If you're still in that game, look at all the numbers that were running after the ball. No names on the <laughs> back. I'm not sure if the whole team doesn't have names, but when you come over and you get your – whatever jersey to come from minor league camp you don't get a name on your jersey you just get the number because it's just like a mm -hmm. stack of jerseys that they're like hey we got you these five guys every one of those dudes was was running with a high number after that ball not what you're looking for no well no. now you can't see anyone's names it's too small Dude, maybe that was the case no, they were they were dork of the week. Even even Ken's going over the unis, and and his point was good. He, he he brought up some of the other parts, but he also just kind of finished with, "Hey, MLB needs to focus on marketing our players best as possible." He's like, "Who made the call to shrink the names?" <laughs> it's a good point. Yeah, he's like, "I want to see the freaking names." Like, you know, he wasn't going over every single part pitch. of the wardrobe, but what? Jonesy, you know, you know, back in the day, bro, if you ain't got that hand stitch jersey, you're going to get clowned on, brother. You need that hand stitch, oh, man. God, I'm blessed. Don't like it. Did you get your hands on any of those yet? No, I haven't. I honestly haven't. But the Yankees don't even have their last names on there, so they're still traditional. True. So they the normal true, thick true. jerseys. So they, they yeah. I think they they changed something for the road jerseys this year. I'm not sure, but I haven't seen them. Yeah, yeah, they went back they to like them up a little bit. Jerseys. They took the piping yeah. off the sleeve. They changed the font a little bit across the front. They're gonna look like Scott right there with his pipes hanging out. Look at that! Look at those pipes, Scott. Yeah, but this this shirt's not <laughs> see through, dude. You yeah, but, but it, I've seen you have names before, and you wear see through <laughs> shirts. Trust me, that's only because uh -huh. we're not letting you right now. Nah, that's that's fake news. It's not true. Uh, but anyway, that is not that is not fake news. I don't wear see through shirts. That is not. True. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to stock that. I'm gonna Insta. need picture evidence. Um, wait, on the White Sox though. Thoughts on the C situation? Like, do you think? Listen, like good, two for, layers listen, here. good for Chris Getz because he's holding out for what he wants, and they yeah. have a commodity that clearly a lot of teams want. So good, hold out for whatever you can get, man. I, I've already said that I think he's made some good depth moves. I don't know if they're impact moves with Soroka and some of the other guys he's traded away, but I think if you have a commodity that every single team seems to want. Yeah, hold down and get what you want because if only – I mean, the price is going to go like this if someone goes down. Imagine if someone goes down for the Yankees, the price goes a little bit higher, a little bit higher, a little bit higher. Also, I saw someone bring up how they need to do it before the season starts because if he underperforms, then his stock will go down. And I was like, I think there's a better chance that he is better. posting better stats than last, last year. year. Yeah, and he had terrible defense behind him last year. The defense is the one part of the White Sox that actually will improve. That's the one thing when you pick up so many Royals players and some more athletes, there might not be bats, but no Kratz. I'm only half joking. Like the defense will be better behind him. And so that alone will pick up the pace. And yeah, I think he had some peripheral numbers. Some expected stats were a bit unlucky. And I don't know. I think Dylan Cease is probably going to be more like the two years ago version than last year's version. And for me, that would even up the price more because you're still going to get him for two playoff runs if you trade him at the deadline. Deadline to be huge value there. But again, I mean, it, it, you both hit on it a little bit. He didn't have that dominant year. So to me, if you put together, if you put together a solid 15 starts, he's, 
he's an easy trade candidate because everybody will know exactly what they need and everybody wants a front of the rotation. I think last year he threw like a two. He could be he could be a one, but last year he threw more like a two or three. I don't know about that. I think I think I know <laughs> talking to him, there were some things going on there with him. And you know, he he listen, he can be better. And if you look at his last three or four starts, he was much better. He used his fastball more. He made some adjustments. I, I know I talked to him a little bit about some some different ways to to help improve what he was doing. And and I think uh He's gonna he's gonna come out he's gonna come out on fire because he knows what's at stake for him this year not only the chance to to possibly get traded to a contender but also listen he's only one year away from free agency so he wants to you know not only have a good year this year but a good year next year and you know go back to arbitration win another arbitration case and hit free agency running. Mm-hmm. I see this being another Soto case. You know, like he has a good start, the team maybe underperforms, he gets traded to a contender and gets two playoff runs same with Soto in San Diego it just it just didn't work out in San, it just didn't work out for Soto in San Diego but I see it the same thing wait and get as much as you can and then you know Cease is gonna hopefully have two opportunities to pitch in some meaningful games in October because I think at the end of the day that's what he wants to do as a competitor and that will drive his price up too we all know that if you pitch well and do well in October teams will uh, pay you a lot more he's always gonna walk guys that's that's the issue Always going to walk, guys. Blake Snell walks, guys. He's a one. I'm not saying. Blake Snell controlled it a little better, though. What do you mean by that? Last year. Meaning he was able to pitch around it a little bit more. Cease always seemed to give up a hit at the wrong time, and that was the difference. Or Snell didn't last year. do Do you guys remember that first game he started? I think it was in Houston. Was that was that wrong on that? Do you remember how nasty he was? And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the best pitcher in the league right now. I think AJ that, took the over on strikeouts for him, and it was like it was like done in the third inning. Second, he had like eight like, until like the first nine hitters or something crazy. Yeah, like, dude, that's that's the cease I want to see, bro. And I know I know he's got it in him. And like you said, there might be some underlying things, but when he's healthy, I really do like this guy a lot. Yeah, he's – I mean, just an example, I, I, I know – you know, you still got to perform, but, you know, batting average on balls in play. Babbitt, 330 was the highest for a qualified starting pitcher. To me, that also shits on the defense. It's unlucky, too. Unlucky and, and the defense, defense too, though. They're not making unlucky plays. Unlucky and defense. Yeah. Exactly. I, here, I'll give, you, I'll give you a little more of the, the next level stat on that front. So they actually measure the defense behind each pitcher. My favorite defensive metrics, outfield, uh, outs above average. Right, not outfield, just outs above average. He was negative eight, like his defense behind him. Again, I mean, I'm not blaming it on the D because also his slider took a little bit of a step back. Yes, he had some walk issues. He led the league with 14 wild pitches. Like he had some things he had to work on. The fastball was getting hit by lefties. Finished strong, but I don't know. For me, Kratz, the stuff is there. Whether it has to be in a new environment or he just recalibrates for this coming season, he's in the prime, you know, years of what should be his career. I think chances are, I mean, what, he had a 4-5-8 ERA last season. I'm taking a hard under on that one. I mean, I think he'll be at least in the threes. I love that he made his 33 starts. Last three years, he's going 32, 32, 33. He was a guy in the playoffs. Like, you're not getting let, – let's say, let's say at the trade deadline he has a four ERA, but he's still punching out, you know, 
10 and a half guys per nine, 11 guys per nine. I think that's about where his, where his career numbers are. You can plug him in on a really good team and get five innings of eight punch-out baseball in the playoffs out of him. Like, let's say you go to the Phillies. We only need you to get five innings. You go to the Yankees. We only need you to get five innings for us in the playoffs. We're going to win the rest of it because we already have a horse. When you're on a team that needs you to be the horse and you're walking a lot of guys and you need to go extra over those five (laughs) innings, that's when you kind of start getting into a problem if Cease doesn't make those changes. I would 100% agree with you. Take the under on five, you know, four and a half or, or higher. I'm going way under on that. I think his stuff is there. My eye test for me, none of this, you know, other outside stuff. The eye test is he just doesn't look like he continues to stay at that same place like Snell does. Snell's like, I don't care if you didn't swing at it. I know the next guy's going to swing at it. It's almost like C tries to come back in the zone and is able to, and that's when he starts to get get hit and, you know, the balls are hit a little bit harder because he has to come in the zone. Mm-hmm. He, he also threw a ton of sliders last year. Like, if you look at his repertoire, he threw way more sliders than he had in the past. Like maybe too many? Like almost too many. Hmm. Okay. Like he didn't throw enough fastballs for me. Like if you're if I'm facing C's and Todd, Adam, Crouch, you guys are right-handed hitters. But if I'm facing Cease, I'm like, well, he's going to throw me a slider. So why would I not look for a slider? At some point, I mean, I know it's, you know, it's easier said than done to hit a slider when you're yes. looking for it if it's a good one. But it also eliminates you a lot of times swinging from that bad one. And he, to me, he didn't throw enough fastballs to get guys off his slider. He was just so slider heavy, slider, curveball, curveball, curveball. Like at some point, you know, rush a couple guys inside. like back. And Snell does a really good job of that. Snell will bump, rush you inside. Snell will <laughs> throw fastballs to get you off of them. So I think that's a big thing for him too is like can he adjust his repertoire and how he attacks guys? And he did that his last three or four starts and it, it changed his outcomes. Yeah, last four starts, one nine three ERA, thirty-one Ks, six walks. And the shape of his slider, of if you look at that from wild. the season. Yeah. The the shape of the slider too is a little more straightened than it was from the year before. And so it got hit more like these guys are talking about. So mm-hmm. anyway, let's go to money moves. So we covered this for a couple minutes on Friday, but we have the blitz of owners that are talking to cities about getting new ballparks or getting very expensive renovations. So um, let's show Lavelle Neal's tweet about uh, White Sox owner Jerry Reinsdorf. He said this week he needs a new ballpark to compete. The White Sox have committed <laughs> self-inflicted damage in scouting and development that has held them back. This is from Lavelle. Twins would love to have that $120 million in TV revenue. So we went over the quotes last week, but it included Jerry talking about how there are $700 million contracts in MLB now. That's one player. Also, that's deferrals. And also, um, trivia question. Does anyone know the two teams? This is the number one trivia question. So if you're an FT watcher, you know the answer. Does anyone know the two teams that have never spent $100 million on any player in franchise history? Does anyone know? White Sox are one. The White Sox are definitely one. <clears throat> and the other one is where I was this past weekend. Oakland A's. Oakland A's. So was their highest? Chavez. There you go. Ben attendee for the White Sox. Seventy-five years. Seventy-five is the highest for the White Sox. Five seventy-five was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So he 
had like the fake meeting in Nashville, I think, which we, the White Sox aren't moving, period, first of all. You, you tell me if I'm wrong. Are the White Sox moving? Well, they would love to move to the place they put out the renderings of, which is in the South Loop, looking in the city, easier to get to. The problem is people are talking about parking. They'll figure it out. But they also want to do – listen, the big thing in baseball now, you guys know, is what the Braves have done, mm-hmm. what the Cardinals have done, the ballpark village, the battery. Every team wants that superstructure around them because they own all of it, and they get money from not only the park, the hotels, the condos, the restaurants, because they all are leased through the ball. Like the Braves started – the Cardinals kind of started it, but the Braves supersized it, right, when they did the battery. Because if you've been to a Braves game lately, dude, 10 o'clock, there was a 7 o'clock game that night, 10 a.m., there's hundreds of people in that battery getting food, playing catch with their kids, walking around, drinking, having a good time, and, and it's 10 a.m. And you're like, damn, well, this is awesome. So every team looks at that and they're like, the, the, the Rays, that's what the Rays want to do, right, in St. Pete. They want to build a an all-inclusive kind of little town, city, whatever you want to call it. And it's the way everyone wants to go, and it's the way to survive now. And the White Sox are, are trying. The question is, are they going to be able to get the funding and – and I love Lavelle. He always loved to take shots at the White Sox. So, you know, go Lavelle. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was his problem. What? He just needed a new stadium to build a pitch better. Yeah, exactly. But good luck asking the city for a billion dollars to build it. Mm-hmm. Especially when the Bears also want a stadium. Yeah. It's, That's it's, the big one. The I, Bears, the problem is the Bears want a new stadium. And the Bears need a new stadium because if you've ever been to a game at Soldier Field, it is awful. The stadium itself is great when you get in it, but getting in and out of it is like the worst stadium I've ever been to in my life. It's a bad experience. Dude, if you don't if you don't have a car service picking you up like at the door, like a, uh, a limo or a yeah, car. Most people don't have that. Most people don't have that. And you're and you gotta walk out, because most people walk out to get to public transportation or get an Uber. It's like an hour walk. And you're and like most of the time you're you know, you probably Stumbling. have to pee and you gotta zig and zag through all these lines, you gotta cross like fifty <laughs> blocks. And you're like, oh, man, I got to pee. And you're literally like, I got to pee so bad. And it's just it's just not a good experience. It's just bad. The stadium itself is cool once you get in, but the rest is bad. Yeah, you're not getting a city to pay for a ballpark like that. Chicago's tough, too. I'm pretty sure the Cubs had to pay for just about everything on their own, yeah, right? Yeah, but that's what they did. Look what they did. They put in their own hotel. Yeah. They put in all that stuff around Ray. They own most of that area They own now, it. Right? That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's smart, though. That's smart so do business. the Nats, which actually was a, a sneaky change to that area. the Nats haven't done the same kind of thing. The area still is completely different. I mean, dude, Yeah, it's better than what it 10 was. 10 years ago versus yeah. now five years ago in the past five years. I mean, I know you're, you're Mr. Baltimore, Adam, but, I mean – I've, I've spent many, many, many nights at Nationals Park over the past decade, and that area has changed significantly. And I know the owners there, the learners, have apartments. I think they have restaurants, all that. Like that whole Navy Yard, I think they call it, because I've been there many times. Mm-hmm. It, it has changed. And after games, too, like when the Nats were good, I know it's been a few years, it was a party all around town there. Oh, it was great. I remember when they did the All-Star game there in 18 and opening up all the apartments, the vendors. It's great what they've done. I mean, obviously, the gentrification. Um, you got D.C. United. That's not too far. So they've done a really, really good job with that area, and it just made it safer. I know they had a gunshot there, uh, wasn't it last year, a couple years ago or something like that, during in the game or outside of it, commotions. Yeah, I think there was something outside of They've done a really, really good job. Yep. Yeah, it was something with that. But they did a good job with, with doing that. And, that, that, again, AJ said that. Battery in, in uh, Atlanta is incredible. When we went there, it was a family trip. 
again, 10 a.m., there's people out there on the lawn playing. There's bowling alleys. There's so many things. And I think Baltimore is in line to do the same thing with the double stadiums next to each other. There's so much real estate in between to do a lot of really good things that you've seen with the casino, with um, Top Golf. I just think there's more coming to Baltimore the same way that uh, other cities have done it. Hey, we, we have a super chat. We've had a bunch today, obviously, with Last Dive Bar. And if you scroll back to the beginning of the show, you can see some of our Oakland A's Fans Fest coverage. And we'll give you a few more things when we do slap hands. But Zilla just asked a question. If Stanton stays healthy, do you think there's a potential for three guys on the Yanks with 40-plus homers? Also, by the way, Adam, you're there. I don't know who you ran into, but have you seen Stanton? I'll answer it. Stanton looks great. He looks great. Like I was talking to him, and he's you know he's moving a lot better. He's running. He wants to play more outfield. Again, that's all yet to be seen because there's a lot of uh, outfield log jams out there. But them three healthy, him, Soto, and Judge. I, that I mean that, that's again that's Otani, Betts, and Freeman. Like that's somebody. That's a, three guys I would never want to go through. I'm taking the under no. though on three. <laughs> I'm, if they're healthy, I think they the- can do it. I think they could do it, but I think if somebody's getting hot at the right time, they might pitch around him. That's the only reason why I'm saying they won't get three. I I, I, I could see it happening, but like they just got to pick and choose. Like I said, if somebody's hot, it's like, all right, we'll, we'll face this guy and take our chances, but then you got to face another beast. Then you got another beast. So it's just a matter of who's hot at the time. But I, I do think potentially they could do it, but pitchers are smart nowadays and catchers too as well. If this guy's rolling – you know, let's tinker around him and let's let's work on somebody else. I could potentially see. I think it would be. I don't know. Barry's might have done it. Three guys with a hundred, a hundred, and a hundred. No if, doubt. If, if you're saying Stanton's going to play 145 to 150 games, I could see. I could see something along those lines, but not not the 40 homers. I mean. Soto's only hit 35, and it's huge to left center in Yankee Stadium. You don't want Soto pull hooking balls to right set to right field there. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see. I think it comes down to health. Brian Cashman's already mentioned the the Stanton thing, right? Judge can Judge stay healthy, and can Soto, you know, Soto Yankee Stadium, but he, you know, he also gets Baltimore. He also gets, you know, Toronto, which is a good place to hit. Is Baltimore a good place to hit still? To right field it is. Right. True. I mean, yeah, Red Sox, uh, he's going to have to hit him to left because right is a monster. Tampa's mm. fair. Left is technically the monster. No, I know. But right is a monster to hit it out of there. <laughs> it. Uh, it, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I think it'll be close. I think they all have the opportunity to do it. The key for me is can Stanton stay healthy enough to do it? If he stays healthy – He'll hit 40. If he get, plays 150 games, he'll run into – as Adam Dunn used to say, all yep. I need is 40 good swings all year. Yep. <laughs> there's so, there's certain get... guys that are that way. I don't care what size Stanton is. Guys are that way. He just needs 40 good swings. That is such a factual statement. So maybe how many, how many get to 40-plus? We'll do that. Do you think that they can stay healthy? Because they got Grisham, they got Verdugo, they got they got a carousel of guys, so they can give Judge the day off. They can give Stanton the day off. Like so, we're saying 140, 150 from Stanton. What if you just get 120 of great of healthy Stanton with some pinch hits involved in there? 
rather than 140. Could he still do that? Like that Seeger effect? Seeger played 110 last year and banged. So do you think that could mm-hmm. be keep these guys healthy with days off, I should say? I don't know. I don't know that I don't know that Stanton's swing needs days off. His body needs days off. I think Seeger Seeger played, you know, he played his in a lump sum. He would get hurt, he was out, and then he would play. And I feel like sometimes like Stanton, there's very few guys that can do what he can do. And to keep him healthy, it's going to be the narrative every time he hits a homer and every stretch where he goes, you know, eight for 10 and it's eight strikeouts in 10 at-bats. Like, he, he looks lost, but you have to put him out there to get his at-bats. So it's like it's, it's a double-edged sword. You have to keep him out there. And I think this is where Booney's going to make his – he's going to make his money. The training staff is going to make their money. And, like, how do we mitigate keeping him healthy, keeping Judge off his feet, making sure – I think the big cog in this rotate in this lineup is going to be Rizzo. You could almost – you could potentially tell me that there's going to be four guys in this lineup that can have 90-plus RBIs because not everybody's going to get – 100 if everybody else is getting 100 to 120 but like <laughs> Rizzo Rizzo will play every day which will push if you have one guy playing every day that'll push other guys to want to be out there but how to stay healthy Jonesy that is more in you and AJ's territory <laughs> hey but by the way I love Yankee fans because they're the Yankee fans in the chat are like well, you forgot about Rizzo you forgot about Torres they're all gonna hit 35 plus I'm like dude like <laughs> you know let's let's slow our roll not every this isn't not every Yankee guy is going to hit 35-plus homers, you know. D.J. LeMahieu is not hitting 35 this year. You know, Jose Trevino, we love him defensively. He's not hitting 35 this year, right? I mean, Glaber Torres probably not going to hit 35 homers. If he hits 30, it's a hell of a year. Mm-hmm. Rizzo is aged up a little bit. If he hits 30, again, that's a hell of a year for Anthony Rizzo, mm. right? But, I mean, the main three are Stanton, Judge, Soto that are going to do the majority – of the home run bashing for the Yankees. And, and listen, their lineup is stacked. I mean, their, their lineup is stacked. Their rotation is good. Their bullpen is good. It's going to be a hell of a year in the ALS because AL East because, listen, Baltimore, Toronto expects to be better. Yankees are expecting to be good. Rays always expect to be good. It's going to be a great time to watch. That's a monster East. division. It's a monster. Oof. It's like the AL West. AL East and AL West are, oh, boy. AL Central right there with them. Yep. I mean, for as much shit as we give the, the <laughs> Red Sox, I mean, on the AL Central front, I think the Red Sox would have Ugh. either had the best record or cl- what second in the AL Central from last year. Like, Oops. if people I mean, look at the Red Sox, they're like, oh, they they were terrible. And it's yeah. like, yeah, they would have been decent in the AL Central. <laughs> Dude, don't quit knocking the AL Central. They're right there. It's AL East, AL West, and then the Central's right it's there. It's right. <laughs> Wait, before we get to slap, just one more thing, and then we'll spend a few minutes on, on slap hands. Adam, did you talk to anyone else out there? That You got anything else good from anyone that you saw in the morning? Anyone that either well, looked I mean, good or sound good? I had bat this morning, so I was able to go in there and talk to the guys raising money for the uh, baseball assistance team charity. So it was great to catch up with Strowman, catch up with uh, Cole, congratulate him on his hell of a year last year, and just talk to the guys. Mingling, you know, Molly's message is always the same. You guys feel good. Hopefully you guys get through spring training healthy, and best of luck this year. And, you know, go out there and grind it out. There's nothing else I can say to these guys. But, you know, just it's good to be around the guys and see them in good spirits, smile on their face. 
uh, body's moving, body's feeling good because the pain ain't set in yet. But, you know, it's going to be a, in that clubhouse. I think they got a, a, a jolt of change by Adam Stroman. I think he's going to add a different culture mix. And that's something I think they need. Uh, the, the, the fire that he brings, I think he's going to be somebody that can catapult them uh, into a new, into just a, just a new level, a new level for Yankee baseball because we all know Yankee baseball to be so traditional, and they are. But I think you know by signing Stroh, I think he's going to add a little edge to him. Yeah, I mean, he's Agreed. got he's got like me against the world thing, you know, which the Yankees need a little bit of that like punch everyone back situation. I mean, I know mm-hmm. it's one bad year out of out of many good ones for them, although it's World Series or bust usually for that team. But yeah, I'm with you. I like it. I like some of that, you know, F you, and we're going to take down this division attitude from them. Um, all right, let's get to slap hands. Down. No, no, no. Come on now. <laughs> AJ, you're going to lead off here, okay? Well, we talked about this earlier, and uh, I just want to prove that Scott is full of crap by this next thing we're about to show. Oh, I didn't know that's what you were going to do. I thought you were going to show us the um, college game. What college game? I thought you were going to show us the ejection from the battle. Oh, we can go there first, and then we can show Scott shirtless. We don't need my shirtless. No, we need your shirtless. Also, we, the ladies I, in the chat. Said, there it is. Look at him. Oh, hey, that God. shirt might not be. It might not be there, but it's also see through. That's not. Oh, that's your bobblehead. That's what your bobblehead should have been right there. That's what your bobblehead should have been. You guys laugh, I'm, but I'm not laughing. I'm jealous. I'm that's, jealous I'm that jealous. I look like that. Dude, that's that's jealous. MLB 2025. They're just kind of teasing everyone this year. Next year, they're going shirtless. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, if I look like that, I'd never wear a shirt. That was a sunglasses ad. That was not at a rape, okay? Either wear shirts or no shirts. I don't wear see-through shirts. Dude, That's there's been see-through shirts on your on your Instagram. Before. See-through shirts. Fresh, That's what your bobblehead should have. Can we show the bobblehead? Next time you make a bobblehead of you, they got to do it shirtless. Anyway, there was a bat flip ejection in college baseball this past weekend. Did you guys see this? And what are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, what, what the hell was that about? There's a rule that you like can't do some shit. So look, check out the bat flip here. The dude still has it, right? And there's the flip. Like what? Three quarters of the way to first, and he tied wow. the game. Homer. Grand I'm sorry. Slam. What? Or Grand, Grand slam. slam? I'm sorry. You can't do that. What did he do wrong? He celebrated too. Now, was that Jack Wilson's kid? Because Jack Wilson's one kid went to Grand Canyon. Is that his other kid? You're right. That I one? don't know if it was him, but you're right. I don't know. But uh, so I, I mean, what is going I, that, on? He wasn't showing anybody up. Stupid, Adam. You'd have been ejected every damn time you hit a home run if they flipped through you off for bat flipping. I did a nice simple bat flip, but that right there, who cares? Tie the game up in eighth, seventh, eighth inning. Come, what are we doing these days, man? Let these kids have fun. That's part of it. He had a big home run. Now, if he hit that in 12 nothing, he had a grand slam and he did that, still don't throw him out. I'd hope the other team would scream at him from for running around the bases. But this is uh, – come on. Come on. What are we doing? Does he say something to the pitcher right here? Even if he what? did, you don't Where? throw him out. That's bullshit Dude. right there, bro. Come on. Come on. We're way too soft if that's an yeah. ejection. Dude, just hit a freaking home run. He's all pumped up, and he's like, okay, you're out of the game. Crap, cut it out, bro. Cut it out right no, now. No, what, what if that's the rule? What if that's the rule? 
Well, should, then whoever we, made that rule should be fired from yeah. sports forever. Yes. So I think they there's like the issue. Fun, what? There's the What's issue. The to me, it's not the umpire. Someone said that they, they changed the rules this year for NCAA. They changed the rule last year. on celebrating or last year. And they were trying to be more more strict about it. Hmm. That's a crime. That's I know this crime. a couple years ago at my kid's high school. A kid hit a home run against us, and he took his bat to first, and he threw it at our pitcher, and it landed on the pitcher's mound. And he got ejected, and he deserved to be ejected. Th- that is okay. He, th- <laughs> he, he went to throw it at his dugout. They were in the third base dugout, and it landed on our pitcher's feet, and he got fee-haul, as he deserved it. That kid, oof, that was bad. That, that was is worst. bad. That was the worst one I'd ever seen. Well, that's super dangerous. That's yeah, a weird. different story. Our catcher was like, he got in his face. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Wasn't All right, one more catch? super chat. No. Oh. He wasn't? He was playing first. <laughs> okay. Uh, Zilla had a follow-up. One last question. With the different luxury tax tiers, do you think they need to be tweaked a little bit? I know it was put into play for the low- to mid-market teams to contend, but they don't spend money. Bingo. (laughs) You are correct. They put that in there so that teams like the A's and Guardians, you know, that aren't spending would have a leg up, but they're not spending. Well, it's like a fake cap, right? Adam, you you know this yeah. union. You guys you guys all have been in union meetings. It's like a fake cap. Yes. Right? Look at teams. They're like, we don't want to spend because we're at the luxury, luxury tax, right? Many the teams treat it that way. But the problem is, is that the lower teams, because when they did this, they thought the lower teams would raise their spending to even it out, right? The problem is the lower teams are staying shitty and they're not spending and they're collecting all this revenue sharing and the upper teams are like at that threshold and they're not going over it except for really the Dodgers, right? A lot of the teams get there and they remember they got to reset. We got to reset our luxury tax, right? The problem is, again, the problem is the top teams are spending. The lower teams aren't spending what they're getting. They're just going, you know, we've talked about the A's. we talked about the Pirates. They're just like, oh, you want to give me $70 million? Boop, that's going right in my pocket. Yep. No, they. Hmm. there's no hard cap, right? There's not a hard salary cap in baseball. There's not a hard floor. And both sides have, have argued about that, and you're probably not going to have it. But we have a, a soft cap for the top we don't have a soft cap for the bottom a soft floor that's the problem right now yeah thank you yeah. incentivize um, <laughs> i'll be here all day that was perfect i love it you had enough said yeah all right you want you want to hear from me so we got two little items from fans fest on the way out here because if you were with us at the beginning we talked about how it was just one of the coolest events in my mind, in baseball history, to see that many thousands of people out at Fans Fest. So, do we have that video ready? We we got that they threw me on stage, so they got a little shot of what the crowd looked like outside, um, and and a few words here. So, I don't know what they put together. Hopefully, I at least have my shirt on. All right, everybody, Thank you, everyone. My last word, I cannot wait to see what opening day looks like in Oakland as well. And when I say in Oakland, not in the stadium, but all around it. It's the only way to send a message to the rest of the country that you guys are here. Thank you. Take your shirt off. Oh, wait. <laughs> you see the crowd, though? <laughs> yeah. Bro, you're, you're the spokesperson now for the Oakland Athletics. Oh, my God. Dude, they no, have 40,000 people probably... Not for the no, dude, no, the listen, Oakland Athletics. You're that guy, if man. I was you're the spokesperson for them, nope. the world would be a much better place. <laughs> you're the, you know who is the spokesperson for them? Todd, look, I got a picture for you on the way out. So 
the president of the Oakland A's, who is literally the spokesman for them, they had a actor there who looked and sounded just like him and spoke like him, and it was hilarious. I think we have him as a, for a shot. Dude, this was so well orchestrated because all they ever talk about is the renderings. They're, they don't have sketches of what the new ballpark will look like, and they keep blaming really weird things for it. And so this guy who was the paid actor shows up with crayon and a piece of paper. And he's like, he's on, he was on for a few minutes. Dave Cabal. Dave Dave Cabal. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the president who blocks everyone and you're not allowed to respond to any comments that the A's put on social media on Twitter. And he, he's like, I drew a moat and this is going to be a castle. (laughs) It was hilarious. (laughs) That's the spokesman Uh. for the Oakland A's. All right. Kratats. What do you got, dude? Little Columbus Clippers. It's another throwback for the Clippers. Just one of the 63 jerseys that we wore in 2017. (laughs) But this hat, this material, I kind of wish I was able to show it more, but it is so soft, so soft. I think it's some kind of like, see the inside's got the stars and stripes. I think we had, I think we used them for the, you know, standard minor league stuff. A plus material. Yeah, I got a great fan just said, said, take your shirt off and demand they'll they sell the team <laughs> to you. <laughs> 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 I, don't, right here. <laughs> I don't think that'll help. There was a dude that Kratz, had a huge Kratz, tattoo of the Coliseum on. Did you see I that? I saw that, yeah. It was awesome. Gratzy, I give dude. that a B a B hat, brother. just because it's got USA okay. in the in the senator. Hey, Adam, thanks for hanging out at Yanks camp. Tell the Yankees we love them dearly, okay? Will do. Will do. Thank you. Uh, We're doing tons of spring training camps in Florida. We're going to hit almost all of them. So tomorrow we should have some Blue Jays and Tigers players. We'll be in Lakeland. We'll do a wind check to see how far it's blown out. And then uh, Braves and Phillies on Tuesday, right? We'll be in Clearwater. You're hitting the road. Dude, if the wind's blowing out in uh, Tiger Town tomorrow, I might have to grab a bat. Grab a bat. Wax. Hell yeah. Do it. Thanks, everyone. We'll do uh, live spring training shows 11 a.m. Eastern. 11 a.m. Eastern is when Love the show it. starts. See you tomorrow. Love it.